Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. Well, you've probably gathered by now that this is a month that we're celebrating the concept and the practice of gratitude. And last week, we talked a little bit about the gratitude gap. We're using Diana Butler Bass's book called Grateful, and she points out an interesting fact. She says, when you survey people, they will often say that they are grateful, and almost in the same breath, they'll find like a million things wrong with the world. (laughs) And her conclusion is that we are indeed grateful, but typically for I grateful. We're, We're grateful for the people and the issues that directly benefit us, and we tend to miss out or ignore or take for granted some of the things that she calls the we gratitude, being grateful for clean water and clean air, being grateful for the freedoms that we enjoy in this country, being grateful for uh, so many of the things that are, you might say, in the background, and yet nonetheless here to support us in a, in a vital way, things that we could hardly do without, and yet there's such a fabric of our lives that maybe, maybe we have forgotten that paying attention to those uh, those beautiful aspects of life can can open our heart and make a difference in the world. In fact, her thesis goes on to say that if we were to practice and recognize more of what she calls the we gratitude, uh, that the nation would be happier, that there would be greater collaboration between people and so on. Uh, anyway, that was last week, talking about these two different ideas of gratitude. This week, I want to move forward with some ways of of both noticing, capturing, and then almost turning into a practice of paying attention to that we gratitude. One of the ways that we ended up last week was talking about gratitude in its twofold nature. One, that it's emotion. And then I touched briefly on the idea that gratitude can also be a practice. You know, there's probably as many different ways of noticing and showing gratitude as there are people. But I wanted to focus in on a few of them that I think we can easily build into our lives. You know, a few months back, we were using a book called Mini Habits. And one of the things we learned in that book was if we want to embark upon some kind of newness, that we do that by adding something easily and gently into our lives. We don't want to take the big gulp and then exercise failure. You're probably all familiar with the New Year's resolution syndrome, right? Where where, uh, on one day of the year you plan to go to the gym and eat better and, you know, exercise and be nicer to your children. And then by the end of the week, it's like, ugh, (laughs) right? Well, it's because we bit off more than we can chew so to speak. And so this month, I want to make sure that we're actually doing some areas of gratitude where we can easily build it in, make it a one of those mini habits where we'll simply continue moving forward in greater gratitude with that open heart. Because it really doesn't do as much good if we focus on it just for a few days or even for a month, but then let it go. Ideally, uh, the practice of gratitude, the noticing of the riches around us and the, the 
gratitude that comes from that, ideally, we take it with us all year. And so I'm going to be suggesting some spiritual practices today that I think will allow you, perhaps easily, to move forward in this idea of a gratitude practice. Well, the first one I snuck in on you last week. If you'll remember, last week I assigned you a bit of homework, and that was when you were paying your bills or making small purchases when you're out in the world, just to really think about that service or those goods that you're receiving and really what your life would be like without them and to see if that might bring up some gratitude. And so maybe you were writing a check or doing an auto payment to say the electric company. My my thought would be, well, what does electricity mean in my life? How would it be if I had to go without electricity? And, and the idea was then I would notice that particular thing that maybe I take for granted. And so that's our, our first gratitude practice that I'm going to suggest, we consider building that in as part of our daily life. What would it be like if every time you sat down to pay your bills, whether they're online or writing checks or so on, you simply noticed each one, and when you're documenting the amount to pay, you simply said to yourself, thank you so much for Thank you for the electricity. And just spend a moment thinking about what a grand thing it really is to have electricity. Or you're paying the water bill. What a blessing to have clean water. Uh, a couple summers ago, I went camping and I'd forgot. You, you can't just take clean water in a, in a stream for granted, right? So the things that we take for granted, let's build it into a bit of a practice when we pay our bills, when we're out shopping a bit. Let us really notice what that good or service provides to us. It's a very easy way. It doesn't take any more time. You're going to be paying the bill anyway. You're going to be doing that shopping anyway. What if we just made that into one of those mini habits to be thankful, to be grateful for those goods and services? Well, I have another spiritual practice around gratitude for you, but I think this one I should introduce with a joke. So little Johnny and his family were having Sunday dinner at Grandma's house. Everyone was seated around the table as the food was being served. When little Johnny received his plate, he started eating right away. Johnny, Johnny, please wait until we say grace, said his mother. Don't need to, said little Johnny. Well, of course you do, honey. We always say a prayer before eating at our house. That's at our house, said Johnny. This is Grandma's. She knows how to cook. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the last time little Johnny went to grandma's, right? <laughs> but what a lovely thing, the practice of saying grace or doing a blessing before a meal. And that's another thing that I think we can just easily, effortlessly build into our days. I've been saying grace at meals now for over 10 years. And I remember uh, when my partner and I first got together, he wasn't so sure about this whole thing about being with a minister, right? In that sense of a, a couplehood. And I have to say, it put him off a little bit. He said, it feels like Thanksgiving every day. And I went, yeah, it does actually feel like Thanksgiving every day. And he reminded me really why I did it, both out of habit, because I've been saying grace for many, many years, 
but that that habit actually has that purpose of bringing into focus some of the sweet things in my life. And so when I say grace around a meal, not only am I grateful for the food and God's abundance and the ability to cook and make the food and so on, but I usually throw in some gratitude about the day, being grateful for our sweet pets, being grateful for our lovely home. I usually extend that gratitude out, even though it's a meal blessing, to to really, in many ways, make it be a life blessing. You know, it comes at the expense of what, like a minute? (laughs) So here you've opened your heart, you've allowed the other people, if there are other people dining with you, to open their hearts. You've said a short blessing, and I would suspect that it orients the rest of your day into that idea of gratitude, into noticing and maybe even expecting your day to be blessed. Have you thought about that for a moment? We say that that which we are grateful for is likely to expand and be embellished. It's almost like you're intending for the rest of the day to go super well. When you have some gratitude time in the morning or or during a meal break when you're saying grace, you're not only blessing what's going on right then, you're setting yourselves up for, for more of that blessing. It's like setting your intentions for that best ever day. Anyway, uh, it's something that you can easily build in. You're going to eat anyway, right? So why not have a meal blessing? Why not say grace? How about a third way of having a spiritual practice around gratitude? Well, something else that I've done for many years, in fact, I think it was when I took one of my first science of mind classes, so it has to be close to 15 or 20 years ago. I remember in the class, they suggested that we build a gratitude journal of some kind. And I I have to tell you, at that time, I was not so keen on the idea of journals and writing. To me, that represented some kind of a commitment to doing the Dear Diary thing, right? To, To sitting down and, you know, writing for an hour every day. And although I do enjoy writing now, at that time it was like, yeah, ain't gonna happen. But I remember a very smart practitioner at that time suggested, well, you know, it doesn't have to be Dear Diary. What if all you did was write down five short bullet points about what you're grateful for? And gosh, that stuck. It was easy to do. Well, it was an assignment in the class, so you know me as a good student. I was going to give it a try anyway. But it was so easy to do. I simply have a little notebook next to my bedside, and when I go to bed at night and I sit on the edge of the bed before I tuck myself in, I simply open that up and write out four or five things that I'm grateful for. And they they can be the same thing day after day. Often I'm grateful for my a loving partner in my home or my pets. Often those are like in my top five for the day, right? But there's always things to be grateful for. I was looking through my gratitudes for this last week, and one of my key ones was being grateful for the freedoms that we have here in America to vote for our elected officials. You know, there are many countries out in the world where we do not have the freedom to do that kind of things. Our our leaders are there uh, as a family thing for life. And so the ability for us to choose our our legislature and and, and choose the people that lead us, what 
what a sweet thing, that exercise of freedom that we have. So that's been on my list this last week. Uh, but honestly, the, again, the idea of a gratitude journal is just to heighten those things, especially those things that maybe we take for granted especially those things that really are a blessing to all of us, like our free political system here in America. All right, so we've covered three so far. Gratitude around paying our bills and shopping, saying grace, and then the idea of doing a gratitude journal. Uh, I have a couple more, though, that I think you will find interesting. One of them was mentioned in our announcements today. We're doing a 21-day gratitude challenge, and the idea is to read some affirmations around gratitude. And I have to tell you, affirmations are one of the most powerful ways that you can shift your thinking. Now, the reason it's a 21-day challenge, it's that idea of mini habits. We want to make it into a habit. We want you, after the end of 21 days, just to have your heart open to seeing more gratitude in the world. And, and the theory is if we do it for a bulk of time, like 21 days, it's starting to just get into our very nature to be looking for the goodness in the world, to, to be feeling that gratitude around uh, so many things, whether it's the beauty of nature or the friendships that we have, whether it's those things I was talking about like clean water and electricity, whether it's our neighborhood and our neighbors and so on, it simply begins after doing those affirmations for a period of time, it begins to have us in that position of actually seeking out things to be grateful for. It, it ends uh, the thought of repetition that like by rote I'm saying this thing, uh, and it moves us into that place where we just start naturally doing it. And so once you're completed with something like the 21-day affirmation challenge around gratitude, what happens towards the end of it is you're just noticing it. You're not even having to really do the affirmation. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not giving you permission to stop short of the 21 days. But the idea of it is by the end of it, it becomes natural. It becomes to be a very sweet habit by which you're just noticing all the goodness that exists in your life and all the goodness that exists in the world around you just served up as a, as a sweet blessing by God. I'm going to close with another sweet one today. Have you ever had someone say to you, oh, just count your blessings? I remember the very first time that I came to our annual gratitude service, I remember one of our practitioners, Al Kaufman, he came up and he was doing a short presentation and at the end of it he said, basically, we just need to count our blessings. And I remember thinking, how exactly do I do that? Do I write them down? Do I, do I list them out? Um, what does it mean to count? Do I count them like sheep at night <laughs> to fall asleep? What would that actually be like? And so I'd like to lead you in one way of doing that, a guided contemplation. So if you're willing, I just invite you to close your eyes for a few minutes. Just sit comfortably. If you'd like, you can take a few deep breaths to just settle into your chair. Just breathe in and breathe out. Today we're going to explore our world around us and allow our hearts to open 
through a practice of contemplation. Today we're going to contemplate or enumerate some of the things for which we're grateful. Let's start with personal gratitude. In the book, she calls it the I gratitude. And so think for a moment of someone or some situation that has provided you with an amazing blessing. Now, it might be your spouse or your partner. It might be your job or a hobby or a vocation. It might be your children or your pets. It might be the snug and warm home that you live in or your apartment. Just focus your attention on some personal blessing, something that touches you individually, someone or something that so blesses your life through its gifts or its presence. Just see this person or this something, this situation in your mind's eye and allow yourself to feel the effect that that person or situation has had on you. The effect might be one of love or connection. It might have provided you with health or safety or abundance. It might feel a part of you or a part of the energy of your life. And I, I just invite those feelings to come in and be noticed. What does this person or situation mean to you? And now allow yourself to feel grateful for this person or situation. In your mind, bless this person. Bless this situation. Thank it for its helpful presence. And allow yourself to deepen this feeling of gratitude, knowing that it opens your heart, knowing that it allows you to receive even more good. Just feel that heart opening in gratitude. Now let's move into an area that might be a little more abstract. Think for a minute of the many opportunities or realities that you have going for you right now, the, the good things in life that you get to experience. It might be the freedom to worship as you choose. It might be the ability to have clean water, clean air, a safe place to live. It might be the abundant food that's so available in the supermarkets or the comfort that's available to you through heated lodgings. It might be your good health and all of the things that exist to keep you healthy and full of energy. Just focus on one aspect of your life and situation that seems particularly important to you Maybe something that you tend to take for granted, but, but without this thing or this freedom, your life would not be and could not be the same. Allow yourself to feel the effect that this thing or situation or opportunity has had on your life. The effect might be safety or freedom. It might be comfort or power. It might have provided you with what you need to realize your dreams or to fuel your life 
or your career, just visualize yourself accepting this goodness from spirit and allow yourself to feel grateful for this opportunity or situation in your mind convey a blessing be grateful for this helpful presence allow yourself to deepen this feeling of gratitude knowing that it opens your heart to receive even more of this special good this opportunity afforded to yourself and others. And now I invite us to move into an area that might specifically be up for many of us right now. And when I say up, I mean up for healing. Think for a moment of the opportunities and realities that exist for you as a resident of your own town, city, state or country think of the support you receive from your government both locally and nationally what are some of the gifts given to you through your participation in society it might be the safety that laws and policies extend to you it might be the freedom to elect your representatives in government it might be the infrastructure that gives your city water the ability to process waste, the infrastructure for electricity or internet or telephone service. It also might be the potential for working with other cities and other countries as we work together on projects that can benefit us all. Just focus on one element of your city, state, or country that provides you some key benefits or freedoms. Without this benefit or freedom, your life would not be and could not be the same. Allow yourself to feel the effect that this freedom or aspect of government has had on your life. The effect might be safety or freedom it might be comfort or power. It might have provided you with what you need to realize your dreams, to fuel your life or your career. And now allow yourself to feel grateful for your city, for your state or commonwealth, for your government. In your mind, convey a blessing for this something that we often take for granted. Be grateful for the help and the presence of our elected officials, for the laws that govern us. Allow yourself to deepen this feeling of gratitude, knowing that it opens your heart to receive even more of this particular good. It is through the open heart that we allow ourselves to find more good. So by now your heart should be open. There should be a willingness on your part to see possibilities and potentials. To begin noticing the small blessings around you always. With your heart open, you're willing and ready to receive even more good, more love, more health, 
more security, more life. With your heart open, you are connected to everyone and everything, to God, the source of all good. I invite you to take just a few more deep breaths and begin to become more aware of your surroundings. Feel yourself sitting in your chair, alert and comfortable. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Hopefully I guided you through a pleasant examination, a, a way to count your blessings. And you'll notice I, I put in there something that might be up for us in terms of anxiety or grievance right now. This too generally is a function of us dwelling on the maybe 5 or 10% of things that aren't going the way we want them to, rather than the 90 or 95% of the things that are going so well. And again, I, I invite you to not overlook that 90%, that 95%. Truly, our lives are blessed. And when we look for that blessing, when we have the open heart, when we're, when we're willing to notice how much of our lives are going well, and in gratitude we, we celebrate that, it just makes all the difference. More, more things to be grateful for begin flooding into our awareness. And life becomes such a blessing. Well, let me uh, quickly summarize where we've been today. We've taken a look at gratitude as a practice, not just an emotion. We've reviewed the gratitude gap that the author of our book, Diana Butler Bass, talks about between I gratitude and we gratitude. And we've covered five different ways, five hopefully easy to introduce spiritual practices into your life, in particular to help us focus on that we gratitude. We've talked about paying our bills and being grateful for the goods and services that we can obtain. We've talked about saying grace, giving a meal blessing once or twice a day as a means for focusing in on something that we're grateful for every day. We've talked about using a gratitude journal. It can be as simple as anything, just having a, a small notebook next to the bed and making that commitment every day of, of building that into a spiritual practice. We've talked about affirmations, and in particular, right now we're running that 21-day gratitude affirmation challenge, a way of using affirmations to, to become habit-like in our, in our looking for and noticing and appreciating the world around us. And finally, we did an open-hearted contemplation, a way of counting our blessings, a way of, of noticing on purpose some of the particular things that are a blessing to us uh, personally, as well as some of the blessings out in the world that are available to everyone. Well, I do have some homework for you, as usual. I think this is an easy one, and as we're coming up on Thanksgiving, this will actually give you a little practice. So your homework is to do a meal blessing for the rest of this week, for at least one meal a day. I'm inviting you to do a meal blessing, to say grace. And of course, you can include uh, additional features into it, right? Maybe you also want to be grateful for your home or, uh, or the clean air or, I don't know, your yard or whatever it might be. So feel free to expand uh, not just the food, uh, but to be grateful for your life as well. All right, well, I'm going to close today with a, a quote from the book and a prayer. 
She says, gratitude is not a practice that can count it in hours. Instead, it invites us to engage the long haul of time. In order for it to become a habit, it asks that we attend to seeing time more fully, engaging the past more graciously, living more appreciatively now, and building thanks into the foundation of our future. Thus, gratitude may feel good, and those good feelings do good things for us, but as an ethical disposition, gratitude is a strong basis for creating the good life for ourselves and for others. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one joy. Just this one thing, but of course, it's everything. The entire universe and all that it's made up in, part of the one spirit, the one life, the one consciousness that is God. And so on this day, I I claim my full part in that. I recognize that that infinity of good around me is here to be noticed, here to be praised, here to be celebrated. And I give my thanks. I give my blessing to all the elements in my world that are such a benefit to me, from my friends to clean water, from my pets to my partner, to so many, many, many things that the 95% of my life I bless. And as it is true for me, it can be true for everyone. We can orient ourselves towards seeing the blessings in life. And that for which we are grateful does expand. And so I give thanks for this awareness. I give thanks for finding gratitude everywhere in my life. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Well, thank you for being here today. It is our time of conscious giving, and I certainly invite you to make a donation here to the Center for Spiritual Living. Our website at cslportland.org slash donate gives you a variety of ways that you can contribute. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.